It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Praise the Lord, everybody. We come before you this evening offering peace and blessings, just giving praise to God for what he has done, what he is doing, and what we know he is going to do. We pray that everyone had a blessed uh, holiday season and that as you were sitting around this morning opening Christmas gifts, that you remember this is a day of fellowship and that you were able to make it to the sanctuary to praise God for the most precious gift that he gave, which is his son, Jesus Christ. We welcome you and we are so excited to the very first live internet revival where we are just bringing God's word uh, through the power and anointing of the Holy Spirit. Our topic is Revive Us, O Lord. Our speaker this evening is none other than the one and only Reverend uh, Minister Mark Corbett from Provision of Grace World Mission Church, where his pastor is Pastor Tony Brichette. And we just bless God for him, a highly anointed young man of God just on fire for the Lord, and we bless God for him. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read his scripture this evening, and after I read his scripture, the very next voice you will hear will be that of Minister Mark Corbett. The scripture this evening is coming from Ezekiel chapter 37, and we're going to begin reading at the first verse, and we're going to read down to the tenth verse. So we'll be reading Ezekiel 37, verses 1 through 10. So if you grab your Bibles, um, while you're grabbing them, I'm going to begin reading. So you can just jot down that scripture, Ezekiel 37, verses 1 through 10. I'll be reading from the King James Version, so my version may read slightly different from yours. It says, The hand of the Lord was upon me, and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And lo, I beheld 
Lo, the sinews in the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them. And they lived and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. I have read Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 through 10, and we know that the word of the Lord is already blessed. Minister Corbett, it is in your hands. Amen, amen. Uh, first off, I'd like to give an honor to God who's ahead of my life, and I'd like to thank God for this uh, opportunity to bring forth the word to you guys. And uh, what what God is um, doing in this season is uh, God is is waking up uh, the, the, the people, waking up his people and uh, letting them know that that you don't have to stay where you're at. And God is 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 speaking to you tonight and he wants to encourage you tonight. So I I want to encourage everyone that's listening tonight to to, to incline your ears and and hear what thus saith the Lord. Hear what the Spirit of God uh is saying uh to the church. And I want to encourage you tonight to 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 open up your heart and and really listen to what the Lord is is saying to us. Amen. And um you know as I was reading as I was reading the word of God and uh, the Lord was speaking to me and he, and he says um, that there are a lot of people that are, are spiritually dead and spiritually dead, meaning that, that there's no life in them anymore. And that because there's no life, they're filled as though there, there is no hope. But um, I come by to let you know tonight that, that, in spite of all the things that we've gone through, all the things that we've been through, that there is hope, and the hope is in Christ Jesus. And if we trust in God and believe in God, then know that there's nothing too hard for God, and there's nothing that God won't do for you if we just lean on him and trust in him. Amen? So we were coming from the book of uh, Ezekiel, um, Ezekiel chapter uh, chapter 37. And we was we began uh we began with the first verse and he said Thank you, Jesus. And he said and Ezekiel uh prophesied he said in verse thirty chapter thirty seven, verse one, he said, The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of the valley, it was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw great many bones on the floor of the valley. Bones were very dry. And he asked me, son of man, can can these bones live? And I was only uh, as I read uh, the Word of God, and I would begin to uh, imagine how 
uh, Ezekiel, um, uh, must, uh, how Ezekiel uh, must felt when he was going, when he was uh, being led by the Spirit of God to speak to uh, these bones and that as as if um as if uh there was some type of hope that these bones could actually live that these bones could could uh, actually come to life and but when you're led up by the spirit of god to 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 speak to do something even though it might sound strange or it might sound uh odd or it doesn't make much sense to you amen uh do whatever God tells you to do, amen, because sometimes we, uh, the Lord speaks to us and he puts us in situations like Ezekiel was in a situation where the Lord had led him to a valley where there was a um, full of dry bones and, and not just were they uh, dry bones, but there was many dry bones. And, and he asked me, he says, uh, son of man, can these bones live? You know, I can only imagine, um, um, you know, God, you know, asking me or in a situation like that or anyone for that in that situation to look at a skeleton and say, can this skeleton live? Well, when we look at an actual skeleton, we look at a skeleton, we say, well, no, that, that, that skeleton, there's no way that skeleton can live because, number one, the skeleton don't have blood, the skeleton don't have breath, the skeleton doesn't have all the necessities that it needs to, to be a living, a living soul. And when he looked at it, uh, what I, uh, I love about uh, Ezekiel is Ezekiel responds, he says, I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. You alone know. And sometimes when the Lord speaks to us and he and he has us doing certain things that we don't understand, amen, uh, the, the word of God says, lean not unto your own understanding, but acknowledge him, acknowledge him, he shall direct your path. He will show you what to do, amen. And he says, sovereign Lord, only you know. Only God knows whether or not these bones could actually come to life. Then he said to me in verse 4, he says, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Amen. So when we go to verse 4 and we say, uh, then he said to me, prophesy to these dry bones, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Uh, one of these, uh, one of the key factors that stand out in this particular scripture is, is uh, I'm going to show you how I'm going to how these bones could actually live, how these dry bones could actually live. He says, he says, prophesy to them and say to the bones, in order for you bones to live, you have got to hear the word of God. You cannot live unless you hear the word of God. People are dying out here in the word in the world because they do not hear the word of God. They don't. Uh, they don't want the word of God. They don't earn, yearn for the word of God. And and uh, so many distractions are going on out in here in the world, and it's leading us to becoming uh, these dry bones, which we're talking about here in the book of Ezekiel. 
<clears throat> so then he said to me, he says, prophesy to these dry bones. He says, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. And so one thing I love about God is that God, he's not a maybe it will. He's not a, a I think it will. He says it for certain, like God speaks in certainty. He knows for sure that his word will not return unto him void, but accomplish what it's supposed to go out there and do. He says, I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. So for, so here's Ezekiel um, being told, instructed by God exactly what to do in order for um, the impossible to become what we call possible. Amen. So we look at these dry bones, and, and although our mindset look at them and says, well, there's no way you can start talking to something that's dead and make that dead thing come to life. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. It's like, uh, it's like in my mind, that's impossible. But the good thing about the Lord is that with Jesus Christ, all things are possible. He said, that's why he says, our ways is not like his ways. Our thoughts are not like his thoughts. It's, if it was my thoughts, I would have thought to myself like, well, you know what, God, the, these dry bones, uh, I don't think there's no life and I don't think there's no hope. But still, even in the midst of these dry bones, God sees that there is a possibility. There, there's a chance. There's hope in a hopeless situation. So Ezekiel is put in a position where he has the first heads up where he can actually see God turn something that was dead and bring it back to life. And I believe that God is saying that to some of us tonight, that, that what is dead in your life, what uh, seems to be not working in your life, things that are not going right, things that are not moving right, things that are not uh, uh, um, adding up right. And God says, well, well, I can fix that situation because if I can bring bones and make bones come to life and become real life, uh, I, what makes you think I won't do it for you? Yes. And you have yes. flesh. I will do exactly what I said I would do for you. Amen. But I need you to, I need you to trust in me. I need you to believe in me. Don't doubt whether or not I can handle that situation. <clears throat> Amen. So, so this is what the sovereign Lord says to the, says to these bones. He says, "I will make breath into you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you, and make flesh come upon you, and cover you with skin." This is this. So, so God is telling Ezekiel, Ezekiel. I know what you're looking at. I know you see bones. I know you don't see life. But even when you don't see life, I still got a plan. What is God's plan? God's plan is he says, well, this is what I'm going to do. He says, I will attach tendons to you and make you, he says, and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. 
Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because even when we, even when we in our, 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 our darkest nice, our, our toughest situation, you're going to have to know that God will still cover you. God will still put things back together just like he did for these dry bones. God will put flesh on you. God will cover you. He will protect you. He will provide for you. So whatever you in search for, whatever you in need for, know that God will do it for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So God has a plan. So God's plan was to attach the tendons uh, to uh, to you and and to make flesh come upon you, he says, and I will cover you with skin. Then God said, he says, I will put breath in you. Mm-mm-mm. When I even think about the breath of God, when I think about the, uh, the I will put breath in you, I I instantly go back to Genesis how um how God. How in uh in Genesis, um, pretty much uh God created man, and when He created man, He created man out of out of the dirt, and He formed man into His own image, and man became a living a living soul. But it was the breath of God that brought uh brought man to life, and it's the same breath of God that's going to bring these. Uh, bones back to life. So sometimes we just gotta ask God. Says God, I need, I need, I need you to breathe on my situation. I see that 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 I I, I, I need you to breathe on my brother's situation, my sister's situation. I need you to breathe on it. I need you to put things back together. I need you to put some flesh on it, and I need you to breathe it. And I need, uh, I need them to get back to where they were. Because at one time, God, they were on fire for you. On one time, they were, they were working for you. They were soldiers for you. They were army for you, and they were doing what you called them to do. But somehow, God, somehow they found themselves naked without flesh, without tendons, and inside of a valley full with other dry bones. He says, I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. My brothers and sisters out there, it doesn't matter what the situation is. It doesn't matter what it looks like, because when God says that that you will come back to life, you will come back to life. When God says that your situation is going to change in, in 20 to 30 days, maybe a week, maybe tomorrow, you got to believe that what God say he's going to do, God's going to do. Amen? And, and, and what God is, is, is saying to you today is we got to begin to trust God, even when it feels like there's no hope. So how is that? How is that? How does that seem to be so easy? People have a tendency of saying, "Well, you know, you gotta have hope. You gotta have peace. You gotta have, you know, you gotta have uh, 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 trust in God." And, and for me, I'm not in that place right now. Somebody might be out there saying that to themselves, but I'm not in that place right now. But I, I challenge you tonight that wherever you are, cry out to God like the children of Israel. You might have been in a place where you. Uh, uh, didn't obey God 100%. You disobeyed God. You turned away from God. You strayed from God. 
And the enemy tells us that God uh, don't want nothing else to do with you. The devil's a liar. God wants you. He wants a relationship with you. He wants to commune with you. He wants to restore you, bring you back together. He wants to hold you, mold you, show you that he could be all that you ever wanted and all that you'll ever need. <clears throat> Amen? So, so and, and that not only that, but he wants to let you know that, that you can live. Beyond anything else, you can live. Amen? So it doesn't matter what we've done in our life. If we cry out to God uh, and say, Lord, uh, forgive me for my sin, uh, help me out of this situation, trust and believe that God will hear your cry, and he will deliver you out of your situation. Amen? He says, I will, amen, I will, I will attach tendons to you and make your flesh come upon you uh, and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I realized that a lot of these things God allowed to happen in your life, God allowed these things to happen on purpose. A lot of these things that happen in your life God could have been, yes, God could have protected you from that. God could have saved you from going through what you went through. God could have done that, but he allowed you to go through it. Why did God even allow these, uh, these, uh, uh, this situation to even occur? Well, it says it right here, my brothers and sisters. He says he wants you to know that he is your Lord. Then you will know that I am the Lord. The problem with us is that we get so caught up in this world, we get so caught up in sin, and we get so caught up in ourselves that we forget about the Lord. So what is God going to do about that? God just, he doesn't want you to just, just, to just, just forget about him. He says, no. He says, I'm going to, I, I got purpose and I got plans for what's about to happen. Now, although you may not understand it right now, but in due time you will know that I am your Lord. I am the Lord, your God. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And I'm always going to be there for you. So in, so verse 70 says, so, so Ezekiel responds back and Ezekiel says, so I prophesied and I was commanded as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise a rattling sound, and the bones came together. <laughs> My God, thank you, Jesus. It, <clears throat> he says, so I prophesied as I com was commanded. Brother, there's somebody out there tonight that God is telling you to do something. Whatever God is telling you to do, don't hesitate, don't wait, because somebody else's situation could be resurrected by you being obedient to what God said do. He says, so I prophesied as I was commanded. One thing I love about Ezekiel, Ezekiel was, although Ezekiel looked at the situation, he, did, he was obedient to what God said do. He said, I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, this was 
the bones was coming together as he was prophesying. So the prophecy wasn't even over yet. It wasn't even uh, completed yet. Everything wasn't even over. It wasn't even finished yet. But he says, as I was prophesying, things, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together. It lets you know that, that these, it shows you the condition of the bones. The bones was, uh, uh, not only were the, the bones uh, uh, in, uh, on the floor of the valley, but they were scattered bones. Oh, hallelujah. God is, God is saying that God is bringing things together right now. Listen for the sound. Listen for the sound. The sound, listen uh, for, the, for the sound of God moving on your behalf. You gotta, sometimes we got to sit still and wait and listen for God. We're moving around too much. We're doing this, we're doing that, and we're not standing still long enough. To listen to what God is saying. God is saying tonight, you got to sit still like those like those bones were. Those bones couldn't move until the word of God came forth. Those bones couldn't shake or, or the sound wouldn't come forth unless God, the word of God came forth. Thank you, Jesus. So I challenge you tonight. I said I want you to really sit down and listen to the sound of God moving on your behalf. Thank you, Lord. And the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared. I can only imagine what Ezekiel was going, was, was uh, experiencing when he saw this. He says, I looked, and the tendons and flesh appeared on them. <laughs> you can look at, you can look at something one way, it looked like nothing's there. But when Ezekiel started to prophesy and the bones started to come together, what do you did? Uh, uh, before I prophesied, there was nothing there. But when I started prophesying, all of a sudden things started to happen. Bones started to come together. Uh, flesh started to appear on the, uh, on the body. Things started to happen when the prophecy was going forward. Come on, church. It wasn't until the prophecy was going forward that thing, things were starting to shape. And I'm saying this because that, that while, 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 while there's prophecies laying on your life tonight, that you will live. You will live. No matter what it looks like, you will live and you will not die. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, God. And the bones came together, bone to bone, and I looked at the tendons and the flesh and appeared on them, and the skin covered them. But there was no breath in them. So help me understand something, church. So if, 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 if the bones are, if there's a noise going on and there's a rattle going on and the bones are coming together and the flesh is is being put on on the on the on the skeleton on the uh, on the um on the on the skeleton bones, and how could these things happen? But yet there was still no breath. Mm. There was still no breath. So what God is saying tonight is that that God is going to breathe on your situation. 
and he's going to bring your situation to fulfillment. But there was no breath in them. Hallelujah, Jesus. He says in verse 9, then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, breath, from the four winds and breathe into these flames that they may come to life. So now, now Ezekiel, not only is he prophesying to these dry bones, but now he's also prophesying to the wind, to the four winds. He's prophesying to the winds and saying, wind from all four corners of the earth, from all four corners, now is the time to go into their bodies and bring them to life. Nobody but God, church. Nobody can do that but God. God's the only one that can that can bring this thing back together, that can bring these bones back to life. But I want to encourage somebody out there tonight that to know that I don't care if the situation looks dead. I don't care if it doesn't look like there's any hope. There is still hope. Because if God can bring these bones back together and then Ezekiel, for Ezekiel to prophesy to the wind and prophesy to these bones and things start to happen. God is, God is bigger than that. Now, you see why God, Ezekiel called God, he says, you're the sovereign Lord, which means that you are in control of everything. You're in control of every situation. You're in control of these bones. You're in control of the wind. You're in control of the earth. You're in control of my, my problems, my burdens, my financial issues. You're in, control of, you're in control of my marriage. You're in control of my house. God, you're in control of all these things. So even when these things start to fall apart, God, if you can, do, if you can put bones and flesh together and put breath back into them, then what is my situation to you, God? If you can do that to dry bones, that there has no praise, there has no worship, but yet I got breath in my body and I can praise you and I can worship you. What more can, I, what more can God do for you? So, 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 so where are we, church? Where are we right now? What happened? What happened to us that we are in this situation where we once had a relationship with God and all of a sudden it feels like, like there's no relationship no more. It feels like things are not happening. Things are not moving. Things are not shifting. And, and even some of us feel like we just want to give up on God. And if you're out there, I'm challenging you tonight, don't you do that. Because just when you're about to give up and just when you're about to throw in the towel, God steps in on your behalf and he says, listen, I'm here with you, but I need you to trust me in this. I need you to believe that I am the Lord, your God. I am and I can and I will do it for you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Then he said to me, prophesy, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, 
and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come, breathe, breathe, come, breathe from the four winds and breathe into the, into the, the slain that they may live. So I prophesied and he could command as he commanded and breath entered them. And they, he says, they came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Oh, my brothers and sisters, your time is coming. Your time is close. Your time is near that you too will stand up uh, on your feet uh, and everybody that's around you that feels like they're dead, uh, if, if they believe and they trust God, you too can come out of that situation. I speak tonight that even if you don't have the, the faith that you think you have, if you don't have the, the faith that, that you think that you can't move the mountain, I'm going to trust and believe that God is going to move that mountain for you tonight. I'm going to believe that God is going to shift the atmosphere in your household, in your, in your family, in your marriage, in your finances, wherever you at. I want you to stand up. I want you to stand up and give God praise because if, if God can cause these things to happen to these dry bones, and even at the end, they stood up, it's time to stand up. You got breath in your body. You got bones. You got life. There's life inside of you. And you let the enemy tell you that there's no hope. Well, they felt like there was no hope for these dry bones. But now look at the end of verse 10. It says that life, these bones came to life. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Thank you, Jesus. And I want to go on just a little bit farther, amen. And then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. Now, for those of you who don't know who Israel Israel is, Israel was God's chosen people. And uh, Israel, uh, if we uh, go into the book of uh, Judges, amen, uh, Israel uh, uh, was was with God's chosen people and God went with them, God fought with them, uh when they went to have um when God commanded them to go and fight these different battles, they went to fight battles and and they disobeyed God. And they end up mar um uh, you know, they um they end up marrying the people that God said don't marry, they end up worshiping the other gods that God said don't worship. And but yet these were God's chosen people. You two are God's chosen people. But we disobeyed God. And that's how we end up in the valley experience. And that's why um Ezekiel said, Well these he says, Well then it says these are it's these are the children of Israel. These are these are Israel, these are the people of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Well, why are you cut off? Why do you feel like you cut off? Anybody ever felt like that before? Like, 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 look, look, I feel like, I feel like uh, the, the blessing supply for me from God is cut off. He used to do this for me, but now he don't do it no more. I used to have this and now I don't have it no more. So I feel like I'm cut off. My sin has cut off me from having a better relationship with God. That's what cuts you off. Sin will 
Sin will 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 cut your relationship. It will it will it will it will. But but Jesus Christ wants to bring the relationship back to you and God. He wants to restore your relationship with Him. He wants to bring things back together. But we got to get to a point of our life where we realize that that you need Him. You can't make it without Him. You can't do it without Him. Amen. They say they say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. You cut off because you begin to worship the false gods and, and, and you disobeyed God. But he still loved them. Although he got cut off, God still loved them. Hallelujah, Jesus. Therefore prophesy to prophesy and say to them, This is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. Mm, 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 mm. God is going to, uh, uh, I, I feel the spirit of the Lord saying that God is going to bring you out of that grave situation that you feel like you're in. And when you're in a grave situation, some of you guys may know about grave situation. It feels like, look, I'm done. I'm, I'm gone. I can't do nothing. I feel like I'm hopeless. Grave situations feels like there's pretty much, that's it. There's no hope. But he says, my people, I am going to open your grave and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Oh, there's some places that God wants to take you back to. You were you were once on top and you felt like you were on top and somehow you end up going down the wrong path. But God says, I want to bring you back on top. I want to bring you back to Eden. I want to bring you back to the place where you're restored. I want to bring you back to the place where you have and you didn't lack and you didn't you were the the uh the the lender and not the borrower and you were above and not beneath. This is where I want to take you. I want to take you back to the place where where I was your Lord and uh, you were my child and I loved you and we were with each other and we had a good relationship with one another. You know, when the children of Israel worship God, they worship God uh, uh, with, with, with everything they had. But it seems like something, something uh, when it was time to go to battle, when it was time to go to war, it was like their minds just got scattered. It got scattered. And they just started worshiping other things. But God says, don't put nothing else before me. I am the Lord your God. You know what the problem with some of us? Sometimes we put we put other things before God, and God says, listen, if you're going to put that before me, I, I, look, I'm not going to stop you. But know that it's going to affect our relationship. You know, me and my wife, we've been married for uh, for three years. And when I, uh, when I found out, you know, when 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 I if I put anything else, you know, outside of God, it's God, this is my wife, then it's my children. But when I when if I put things uh, uh above um you know before her or or if I become selfish because I was there before too and God worked on me and God helped me and He protected me, He saved my marriage, church, and He protected me and He showed me that listen, this is who you were. I was there before. I was a mess, you know, 
and I, and, and at one time I put things before her. You know, I, I, well, look, I know you got needs, and I know you got to do this, and I know you got to do that. And, and God says, listen, listen, you got to take care of her because that's the woman that I blessed you with. Amen. And what was happening is that when I was selfish and I put my own desires and own things uh, uh, before her, it began to affect our relationship. You know, and we weren't seeing eye to eye. We wasn't communicating with one another. But but the reason why I'm telling you this, church, is because you two have a relationship. And your relationship is with God. But when we put things before God, God is a jealous God. You know, God is a jealous God. He don't want you to put nothing before him. And the minute we put things before him, uh, put things before him, it's like, you know, why? I'm the one providing for you. I'm the one that's helping you. I'm doing this for you. But yet, you putting that before me, I'm a jealous guy. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to turn you over to your own self. And we end up hurting our own self in the process. Some of you out there have been there before. But I want to encourage you that, that nothing is more important than your relationship with the Most High God. Amen? Nothing is more important than your relationship with God. And God wants to restore your relationship with him. But we got to open up our hearts and say, God, I want to start over. I want to start over. I want to be with you. I want a relationship with you. I want to commu- I want to get back to where we used to be. Some of you guys remember the first time you gave your life to Christ. You know, man, remember when you walked to the altar and gave your life to Christ and Christ said, you know, I, uh, you gave your life to Christ and, and, and you just fell on fire like you could do anything. You know, let's get back to that time where, you know, where 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 we was so in love with God. It was like a first date. You know, some of you ever been on your first date before, you just get all bubbly on the inside and you just can't control yourself. Well that's how it is with Christ when we get in a relationship with him. You know, we get that way and, and God wants to bring you back to that. So we have to make up in our mind tonight that this is where I want to be at. You know, I don't want to be in the valley no more. In fact, tonight I'm coming out of the valley, and I'm getting back to the place where God wants me to be at. Amen? Okay. Getting back to that place where God wants me to be at. Thank you, Jesus. He says in verse 13, Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. I will open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you, and you will live. And I will settle you in your own land. Brothers and sisters, God, God's got great. If you if you listen to what I'm saying tonight, God has got plans for you. He says, not only do I want to put my spirit inside you, not only do I want to uh, 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 restore you and bring you back to life, but <laughs> I want to put you in your own land, your own place, your own house, your your own place where you can call, look, God gave me this, where you can call it your own. My God, 
if you only knew what God has in store for you, if we just return back to him, if we just go back to him and says, God, I want to come back to you, how many things that he has in store for you? And it's no good thing that he will withhold from, from those that love him and those that trust him. He says, then you will know that, that I, the Lord, has spoken. I, I have done it, declared the Lord. I just want to read that bottom one more time. He says, then you will know that I, the Lord, has spoken, and I have done it, declared the Lord. So if we take a backtrack of all these things that Ezekiel was had, Ezekiel prophesied to the bones, the bones came to life, the, um, God um, uh, spoke, um, God uh, breathed breath into them, and they became a vast army. Things were working out. Things came back together. And these things are coming back together for you just for you to know that that you did not do it on your own. Things are going to start shifting in your life real soon. But you got to know that you did not do it. You did not do it on your own. But it was the Lord, your God, that did it for you. When, 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 when the impossible that you thought that was not possible, that, that, not that situation, I'm not sure if God's going, going, going to fix that. I mean, I'm not sure if God, I'm not sure if God can do that. I'm not sure if this is going to work out. Well, you doubting already. Stop doubting whether God can do it. You got to believe that. Believe that what God say he's going to do, God is going to do. It says, then you will know. Brothers and sisters, all these things that occur in our life, a lot of times I know we blame the devil for it. But nothing happens in this life without God's authorization. And you might feel like you're in a, a, a dry place right now. But the reason why you're in that dry place is that it goes back to this one verse. So that you would know that I, the Lord, has spoken. God wants to speak to us. He wants to speak to us. And he wants to do these things for us. But sometimes we don't really listen to God until we're in a tough situation. I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. We don't move until we're in a tough situation where we feel like we can't get ourselves out of. And then we cry out to God, well, don't, 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 don't. I, don't, I, I, I want you to understand. I want you to learn from this. Because the children of Israel went through the same exact thing. They did not cry out to God until they felt suppressed by their enemy, until their enemy had their foot on their neck, until the enemy was uh, was overpowered them. Then they cried out to God, but why do we have to wait until then to cry out to God? Well, now I see why God allows us to go through what we go through. So he can know that he is the Lord, our God. Amen, church? So he will, you will know that he is the Lord, your God. 
And all these things that's going to happen in your life, and I'm, I'm, speaking, I'm speaking life for you tonight. I'm speaking life over you tonight because I believe that no matter what you ask God for, God will do it for you. And I believe that whatever condition you're in right now, whether it's sickness, whether it's pain, whether it's chronic headaches, whether it's diabetes, whether it's cancer, if God can raise up some dry bones, then what is dry bones to cancer? If God can raise up some dry bones, what is dry bones to HIV? If God can raise up dry bones and, 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 and breathe breath and life back into it, then what is that to a financial situation? Those dry bones really looked like there was no hope. <coughs> But you know what, brothers and sisters, God turned a hopeless situation into hope, and he turned it around for them. And I believe tonight that God is going to turn it around for you too. I believe that God is going to turn it around for you too. So I just want you to remember this tonight, if you if you can. I want you to remember this, is that it's it's up to you now. Where do you go from here? Do we want to stay in that volley situation? Do we want to stay there, or do we want to come out and go to another place in him? And I believe tonight, if you say that, Lord, I want to go to another place in you, I don't want to stay in this volley situation, it don't feel comfortable, I don't, I, I don't like how it feels, but God, I sincerely want to come out of this. If you sincerely mean it from the bottom of your heart, I believe that God is going to reach you wherever you at. You can be in, in the front room, the living room, the upstairs, the downstairs. You can even be in the kitchen right now, but I believe that God can shift the atmosphere tonight. I believe that God's spirit is... Omnipresent, it can meet you in your house tonight and take you out of the valley experience. Shift those things that which were dead and bring them back to life. Bring you back to restoration moments. Bring you back to the moments where you was in love with God. Bring you back to the moment where you and him was in an intimate relationship. Remember that? I believe God wants to take you back there tonight. So before you lay down and before you close your eyes, you tell God, say, God, I want to be restored. I'm prophesying over my own life tonight. I'm speaking over my own body because you said that life and death lies in the power of my tongue. So I'm speaking life tonight over my own body. I'm speaking healing over my own body. I'm speaking deliverance over my family, my children. I'm speaking deliverance over my job. And everywhere I go, I'm speaking healing. Because I believe that you are the sovereign God, just like Ezekiel called you. You are the sovereign Lord. I believe that that's who you are. And I believe that, God, if you can raise up those dry bones and put the tendons back together, put flesh on it, put skin on it, and, 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 and cause the four corners of the wind to come together and breathe breath into those bones and they stood up like a vast army God I want to stand up but I need your breath God I want to stand up but I need your help cry out to God and say God I need your help Lord I can't do it by myself 
I can't stand up no more. I can't stand up. I feel like I'm stuck. And somebody might feel like that right now, that you're in a stuck situation, but I claim it tonight that you're no longer stuck. It's time to stand up and get to the place where God called you to be at. God wants to use you. God wants to set you free. God wants to deliver you. And God is going to bring you out if you just believe. Amen? God wants to do it for you. But we got to trust him. We got to believe in him. And we can't doubt him. Though it may look impossible. But like I said before, if he can do it for some dry bones, then what makes you think he won't do it for you? It's like having a rock cry out for you. I'm not going to let no rock cry out for me when it comes down to worship. No. You, your, your breath is inside me. When we meet, we know each other. When we meet in a sanctuary, our spirits connect, our bodies leap, our spirits connect to each other, and I have no choice but to worship you. Amen. So just want to encourage you tonight, let you know that God is able and he will do exceedingly abundantly above all you ask and all you think if you just trust in him. And remember, tonight is the night, if you make up in your mind, tonight is the night that you're coming out of your valley experience. God bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. I just thank God for Minister Mark this evening. And before we come forth with the call of salvation, we have a solo that is going to be coming from uh, Sister Laura Lee. So if we can bring Sister Laura on, bless God, she is going to minister to us through song as we just allow that word of God that we just heard to sink into our souls. So, Sister Laura, are you there? Sister Laura, are you there? Hello. Everything all right? Yes. Bless God, Sister Laura. Um, you can go ahead and minister to us through song. All right. There's a voice that cries out in the fight, searching for a heart that will love him, searching for a heart that will give him their love, give it all, he wants it all. There's a God that walks over the earth, searching for a heart that is desperate. Longing for a child that will give them their all, give it all, he wants it all. He said, love me, love me with your heart. He wants it all to say, serve me, serve me with your life now. He wants it all to say. Bow down, let go of He wants it all today. He wants it all today. He wants it all today. So give it all. 
Thank you. Bless. Bless Hello. God. Bless God. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Welcome. God wants it all today. That, that is so true. And we bless God for Minister Laura. We just ask you right now, those of you out there listening, we know a revival is for those who are already saved, but we have to give out the call of salvation who may not be saved. So in that, we're going to take this time right now to give out that call of salvation so that you too can come out of your valley experience. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you are walking around on this earth today outside of the saving grace and the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, you may think that everything is okay. You may feel like you are just walking around on cloud number nine, but I'm here to tell you what you truly are is the walking dead. You really are like that valley of dry bones. That's what I love about God's word. What he did for Ezekiel then, what he did to those bones then, he can do for you today. He can breathe life into you anew today. All you have to do is accept it. Like Minister Mark said, God's word tells us that life and death is in the power of the tongue. All you have to do is speak it, and this is how you speak it. You just say, Father God, I accept the gift of Jesus Christ that you gave unto me. And look at how deep that is. He didn't say you had to do anything other than believe it and then speak it. Because once you speak it, you give life unto it. Like Minister Mark said in the word today as he was bringing it to us, that it is in the word. It wasn't until the prophecy went forth that the change started to happen in the bones. So once you speak it, You just say, God, forgive me of my sin. Christ, I accept you in my life. I ask you to sit on the throne of my heart as the king of my life. I submit my will unto your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Now you done spoke it to God. Now you got to speak it to somebody. Now you got to tell somebody that you've accepted Christ into your life. And as soon as you tell somebody, according to God's word, you're saved. And notice, I didn't say you got to wait until worship service. I didn't say you got to wait until prayer service to let them know. No, see, that's what you do when you're joining a church. I'm not talking about a church membership. I'm talking about God's kingdomship. And in joining that, you can turn to the person next to you and say, you know what? I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. Even if they look at you like you're crazy, it doesn't matter how they take what you say. What does it matter is is important is that you said it. And according to that, you will be saved. Now, I always suggest that your next step should be to find a Bible teaching, believing, preaching sanctuary, where you can grow in the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and heal from the trials and the tribulations of this world. But if for some reason you can't, then bless God, that is why Purpose Kingdom Network is here for you. Please join us tomorrow evening for another 
uh, night of ministry as we are in our revival week. We pray that the word that went forth has done something for your life. I know that it is stirring up in someone's soul this evening right now. We bless God for Minister Mark. We pray that God will restore unto him a thousandfold all that he has given out to us this evening. And we just bless God for each and every one of you. Please join us tomorrow evening at 9 p.m. where one and only myself will be bringing the word of God. We will be back in revival, giving God praise, giving God glory, and giving God honor. Minister Mark, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Would you please close us out with a word of prayer? Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you for this night that you've given us, Lord. And, God, you know each and every last one of us by name. You know us, God. You know the inside of us. You know the outside of us, God. And, God, I pray, God, that tonight, God, you'll search the hearts of your people, Lord. God, those that are uh, that have hardness on their heart, God, I pray, God, that tonight, God, you'll um, soften their heart tonight, God, and give them a heart to forgive, give them a heart to love, God. And I pray, God, that tonight, God, that someone will cry out to you tonight, Jesus, no matter where they're at, God, no matter what their situation is, God. I pray, God, that tonight things will start to change in their life, Lord. And, God, I believe that you can, God. And tonight, I believe that you will, God. And, God, you know each and every last one of us that's on this line tonight, God. And, Father God, some of us may be struggling right now, God. Some of us may be hiding right now, God. But, God, tonight, God, we don't want to hide no more, God. We want to come out of the closet, God. We want to come out of the shell, God. But get in a uh, before your throne, God, and tell you what's really going on the inside, God, and confess these things, God, so, God, we can get true deliverance from you, Lord. God, I pray, God, that you'll do some great things in our life, God, and tonight will be a night to remember, Father. We pray, God, that you'll bring us to a place where we'll have a better relationship with you, God. We thank you. We love you. We magnify your name, God, and we ask you to cover each and every last one of us, God, cover each each and every last one of us, God, our children, our family, our house, and change everything, God, for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Bless God. We love you with the love of Christ. We're praying for you. We're praying with you. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.